Welcome to Where Is My Mind, the podcast that talks about music and mental health. We have a different guest each week who talks us through their emotional playlist. I'm your host, Tom. The guest for episode six is Laura Mary Carter. Laura is a singer of the band Blood Red Shoes and co-host of the podcast Never Meet Your Idols. Laura talks about a mixture of things, from being a musician stuck in lockdown, starting a podcast during lockdown, and of course, talks us through their playlist picks. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. It's a real pleasure. As a fan of your band and podcast, it's really ace to meet you and talk to you, even if it is via a screen. Um, <laughs> how's lockdown free going for you? Yeah, it's all right. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's at least a little bit of a sort of sight of like stuff going a little bit back to normal. Um, it was driving me a bit mad sort of when it was really cold recently. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I was living in LA just before all this happened. So um, it's been quite a shock with the weather getting when it's been like winter. Um, I've not enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it is what it is. We're all going through it. Um, but yeah, I feel a bit, a bit happier now that I can sort of see that things might start having some vague normality. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely an interesting one. I mean, even from like the gig front, just everybody's going a bit mental now. Obviously, that there's a potential date for music to arrive, and mm. uh, I mean, I'm a very very small time promoter, but just seeing the amount of bands who are announcing shows and festivals. Um, are you yeah. guys from one half of what you do? Is are you guys starting to get stuff booked, or are you guys being a little bit more apprehensive about going back out, or how are you guys uh, kind of seeing it? Well, we made a new album like a year ago now. It's actually a year ago this month. Um, and then obviously we couldn't do anything with it because of everything that's going on. And I mean, we could have put it out, but we were like, we want to wait because we're such a sort of live band. Mm. It would be quite weird. We're not a streaming kind of band. So like, it was weird for us to sort of put it out. So we thought, you know, we'll just see what happens and delay it and... Um, so that's been weird. So we, but we've, so we booked a tour for 2022. Oh, sweet. Um, because we were like, okay, surely by then things will work out and we can release our album. So we have a tour booked 2022. Um, and we had some festivals, but they're kind of early on in the summer. So I'm not sure they will happen. And I am a little bit apprehensive because it just seems so f weird to think that in like what a matter of months people can be on the same place and I'm sort of not getting to uh I don't know I'm definitely on the side of like well I just want to make sure that it is okay because I don't want to be like putting on shows and then our audience getting sick and feeling like mm -hmm. you know we could have just waited um because in the grand scheme of things, you know, another six months, like we've gone through this now already, you know, and it's difficult because that is obviously our income, but, you know, it is what it is. I guess we've just got to see what happens, really. Um, but obviously, I'm really looking forward to being able to play live and going to shows as well. Yeah. I really miss just going to see bands that I like <laughs> yeah I think uh, the other day I think it was like the year anniversary of the last show I went to and uh made me really melancholy for just being next to a sweaty man or woman and watching a band yeah. live again <laughs> so uh no I can't wait have you got anything booked up or as a, as um, a fan yeah, yeah just that tour uh, but that's not until 2022 and then and then the festivals there's one in Spain but I doubt that's gonna happen um 
but we are releasing we're going to release an ep before we release our album sort of this year so maybe we'll see i think we're just going to play it by ear see if if shows will happen or not yeah no it'll be interesting i've started to book a few tickets purely as a fan um but everything is a little bit i don't know i'm booking them all with presuming it may or may not happen um yeah but we'll see it'll be fun we've all got hope i guess we've got to stay positive at least exactly um so obviously this this podcast is around um talking about the emotional connection that we have with music um and the first part is just more of a bit of a chat and then we kind of talk about your picks and we'll build your kind of personal emotional playlist um so I, i suppose kind of the logical first question is how did you form your kind of love with music? Uh, kind of what music when you were young kind of grabbed you? Um, what was your kind of entry into music, so to speak? Um, it was pretty young and I have two older sisters. And when my middle sister was like probably teenage years or something, there's quite a big age gap between my sis- me and my sisters. And she was, it was like the grunge era. So it was the 90s and... Um, she loved stuff like Nirvana, Sonic Youth, L7, Melvin's, um, all that kind of stuff. Pearl Jam, which who I never really got that into, but it was that vibe, you know. Yeah. And so that's what I just thought whatever my sister liked was cool. So I remember listening to all of that, even really, really young. And even being at like primary school and I listened to like Blur and... And, but I have this one memory where I think everything kind of clicked for me. And that was, I was for some reason at my grandparents' house and they had the TV on and this video came on and I remember sort of like walking by the kitchen and then sort of stopping and seeing this video and it was Elastica oh, yeah, um, yeah. Connection. And I saw Justin Frischman with like a telly and playing and I thought, I remember that moment, I was probably like seven or eight and I thought, that's what I want to do. And um, so I think from that moment, I sort of that I got quite obsessed with music then. Um, And I started like loving Nirvana and stuff. And through that, then as I got a bit older, I started like reading all the books that, you know, all the books around Nirvana and everything. And then you find this whole other world of bands, including like Hole and like Babes in Toyland and all these bands with women in it. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it sort of, then I started going to secondary school and I had a friend, Hannah, and we just, all we talked about was like, we want to be in a band, we want to, and we just got obsessed with it. I had a brief stint where I liked Boyzone for a year, but <laughs> but, but then I got over my boy band year and I went back to all the music that I liked. Um, and so, yeah. That it sort of started from there, really, and, and none of my family play instruments or anything. Um, but I wanted to start this band, my friend, and so initially I started singing, and she was playing guitar, she was getting guitar lessons or something, and then we realized that we needed another guitar player because she wasn't really, she was only just learning. But then she didn't want anyone better than her to be playing. <laughs> she was like, so you're, you're gonna have to learn, and I was like, I don't have a guitar, so I just borrowed one and sort of started teaching myself and um and that's where my guitar days came from I'd learned a bit of piano when I was younger but um but yeah so I started playing guitar and I just really liked it and then um yeah carried on and I continued to borrow guitars until 2007 when I got signed (laughs) I bought my first one (laughs) amazing 
And um, just when you mentioned Elastico, I remember, um, I don't know if you ever remember, there used to be a compilation called Shine um, that were like the now, but indie music. And uh, my brother used to buy these Shine compilations every time. And oh, right. my brother's a big, that. my brother's a big indie boy. And um, I remember Elastica being on that. And um, yeah, that's kind of, I remember bands like uh, Republica as well and bands like that. Oh, all, yeah. all on these Shine compilations. And uh, I was, <laughs> that style of music for me was that, that era of my brother um, that I remember. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And I mean, as you mentioned, Pell, I mean, I still wear, I still wear flannel all the time. So clearly I was a <laughs> little grunge kid growing up as well. Yeah. Um, so from that kind of, you know, that was your music. I mean, and obviously jumping forward to today, like what kind of music inspires you now? Like when you listen to music now and you're obviously having those different types of emotions, what what kind of music would you say you, you tend to lean to? God, it's really varied, you know. Um, I still listen to loads of that. Like the other day I was listening to In Utero in my car and I was like driving around listening to it and I hadn't listened to it for so long and I was like, this just is amazing and just... Yeah, so good. I still listen to whole all the time. I still do listen to that stuff, but I also love stuff like um, that's a little bit like I love Beck. I listen mm. to Beck a lot. Um, Singer songwriting a little bit like, um, and I love like Big Thief is a new band that I really really love. Um, yeah, it really varies. I'm a Elliot Smith fanatic. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I don't know really. I I. I I am pretty open though. I do like really heavy stuff too. And there's this band that I'll, I'll label actually put out um, a couple of songs from called Racket Cannon. And they're like from Belgium and they're the heaviest thing ever. And I love them. Um, I listen to them a lot. It just really varies in my mood. I mean, um, and like sometimes at the moment, I listen to a lot of music in the car and it's sort of cool because I just have all my liked songs and it's like it varies from like yeah Nine Inch Nails to like Fleetwood Mac to I don't know the Beatles yeah I think that's the best way though I think when people uh I think especially when it's a maybe more of a teenage thing um when you try and pigeonhole yourself to being you know I'm a I'm a goth or I'm a skate kid or I'm a this you I think you really miss out on you know, listening to really amazing different types of music and I definitely think as I've gotten older I mean I'm 36 um forgot then uh you know I've definitely when people ask me now my you know my choice it's definitely you know I can go from listening to pop with my sister all through to yeah. listening to something screaming you know something heavy yeah. so um I think that definitely comes with age that you kind of yeah allow yourself you. yeah so I think when you're younger yeah. there's pressure for you to be a specific type of person you have to fit into a specific group which I think most some of it can be very musically led you know, like I, you know, I used to wear yeah. pretty much this and got called a co- uh, goth at school, which obviously isn't polar opposite from yeah. what a goth is. Um, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> what? what I used what, to get called. I used to call like grunge. People used to be like, think that I was into new metal, and I never was into new metal. I do the only new metal I ever liked, and I don't even think it is new metal. But Deftones, I still love the Deftones. But I never like corn or any of that stuff. But I used to always get put in that group at school. I feel like stuff now is not so much like that. Like there's less, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like kids now are like definitely a bit more broad with what they like. And, you know, a, a kid can look like they like alternative music, have red hair, whatever. But really they're listening to like Rihanna, you know. 
it's quite I feel like it used to be what you wear is what you listen to but I don't feel like it's quite the same anymore yeah and I think you know I think pop music's changed as well yeah when I think about pop music when I was at school it was you know Steps and S Club and Blue and maybe I'm a bit older than Blue but um and now (laughs) you know I think of like you know Billie Eilish and people like that um you know pop music's quite cool and it's different and people are allowed to be quite you know full of expression with how they yeah i don't think it's as you know you have to be no. look at this you have to look like britney to kind of work um so yeah i think um, yeah you're right i mean that's changed as well um with how like you yeah. said about schools potentially as well which i think um which i think is definitely true and as someone who is used to uh, I'm sure obviously you enjoy being at home as well, but someone whose life is being out on the road and obviously being, how have you found um, kind of being stuck in? Like, what have you done to kind of cope with that massive change of life for you? I was talking about this with my bandmate, actually, and it's been interesting how different people cope with what's been happening. And obviously we're used to travelling, like, all the time. Our whole life has been travelling, you know, we've been all over the world and even like I just do it for fun anyway like even when I wasn't touring I was going on road trips around California or or, you know beyond and that's just what our life and who we are kind of thing but at the same time we're also used to like really un the unknown because being a musician is especially in the rock world anyway or um alternative or whatever you want to call it we're always like, we never know when we're going to get paid. We never know when something's going to come out, how it's going to come out. Anyone's going to like it. It's always just uncertainty in everything that we do. Mm. And we're used to kind of living, uh, like moving houses, like having to like sleep on floors. Like, there's just so many elements to our career and our life that is not that dissimilar to what's happened like Weirdly, we can cope with the uncertainty a little bit better than I say my friends that have had like normal jobs all their life and they have like a routine because we've never had a real routine. It's been not as crazy as I thought. Um, okay. I, I'm sure everyone's different, obviously, but it's like it's been hard, obviously, like um, not being able to play live, not being able to make much income, but we have gone through these phases in our career where we've not had downtime between records and we are used to that kind of element and not having a routine so we kind of are prepared for it a little bit better in a way if that makes any sense no it does and um, yeah no it doesn't I, I didn't think of it in that way um so it's really interesting actually um and obviously one of the things that you've been doing during lockdown is obviously your your podcast um yeah. which I've listened to and it's great um, how did that come around? How did the idea um, kind of get inspired? Um, well, my friend and I, um, Corey, she lives in Los Angeles. She's a musician. And we both always talked about doing something together. Like, we've done some music together, and but obviously we're both locked away. And she um, was kind of, has some health conditions, so she definitely was, like, locked in, in and couldn't do anything. So we just talked about, like, maybe we should do something like a podcast um, that we can both do from remote remotely and we had all these ideas about it going to be tour stories and stuff because we've got plenty of them but it kind of just evolved into this like never meet your idols thing and then it's just been us like contacting kind of people that we know in the music industry like musicians or whatever seeing if they're up for it and um 
we're totally unprofessional and don't know what we're doing, but you know, it's fun. And so, so far it's been going good. It's like, I think it's good to just keep creative and it's helped us have some kind of something to do that isn't just music, but it's like, it's also helped us keep in touch. If that makes like, we always chatting anyway. It's like an excuse to just, you know, do it more often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I totally appreciate that. I mean, from my side with this, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. And the idea came to me when I was running and um, it's just been good for me in different lockdowns I've done little little different projects um yeah and it's just been good for my head to kind of what focus on other things and have different things to kind of work on so I totally appreciate that um and yeah I love the format and obviously as my musical stylings the guests have been really kind of interesting for me to listen to who would you say is your who, who's like who would be your dream guest to have on if you could have anyone dream guest I mean god there'd be a lot um to think is this someone that I mean I'd really like someone that's like you wouldn't expect I mean that's what we kind of were trying to do like there's lots of indie artists we could ask you know but we try and do it with people that maybe aren't so easy to get hold of or don't do interviews all that much um so I don't know who I mean I'd love to interview someone like crazy like what a Beck as you mentioned you love Beck oh me yeah, I mean, yeah, that that would be really cool. Um, I would like to have like a woman, maybe like in the maybe someone like completely random, like in the pop world. I don't know. I'm trying to think of one. There's too many people. I mean, I'd love to have PJ Harvey. Oh, that'd be really cool. Um, I'd love to have Courtney Love, but I'm also petrified of that. <laughs> that would be like you know, that's well, her and PJ Harvey. For some reason, Courtney Love just would be really like scary <laughs> but, but I'd love to have her I'd love to have her I'd love to have Shirley Manson on as well I'm sure I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and do that yeah I feel like she would come on she's 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 always come on like her and uh I was thinking of Skin as well from Skunk and Nancy but yeah I actually have been trying to get hold of her um because many years ago when I started the Blubber Cheese and we were starting to get a bit known she sent me this lovely email out of the blue telling me that what I was doing was great and to keep going and and it was really like it it, it was it, it's annoying because I was young then and I didn't know how to like respond I think I probably just went oh thanks but I wanted to let her know how much that went meant to me and like how much that like made me feel good when I was maybe you know young and not sure you know there was I was quite shy and stuff so that was really 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 nice and I just wanted to know if she remembered ever doing that or yeah but anyway I'm, I'm gonna try try and get hold of her it's it's hard to like so it's like certain people I can get hold of but obviously I'd, I've never I've never met her in person so I don't know how yeah I was saying I mean as you know I just message you on Instagram I don't have any connections so <laughs> just hoping people see, yeah. see my message and uh you gotta kind of shoot some signs and see if anyone kind of reacts but um, yeah yeah no Instagram's and been good that's, for that. yeah Instagram is good for that that's basically how I've done it too and 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 what I've learned a lot from the guests who are like, you know, I never thought Mark Lanigan would agree to do this or like Jeff Barrow from Portis Heads, our next guest. And what I've realised is that a lot of these artists who have been doing it for a long time, they've gone through all this like phases in their career. And in the interviews, they've kind of said like, you know, 
it's more about just saying yes to stuff now because you just never know what's going to come from it and before it was like maybe insecurities of not wanting to do things or whatever and and the interview's not out yet but Jeff was saying about how he has Instagram so that he is more contactable so he can do more things because before he they were quite removed but they've always been really like Porter said have always managed themselves and stuff like that and it's just really nice to hear that because I feel like that and that's why I saw your message and was like okay cool because I just think if he can do it you should just do it why not but not everyone feels like that but I think that comes with making music for a long time and stuff as well yeah well it was much appreciated having you on so uh, again thank you even though I've already said that um okay (laughs) so I feel like let's now move to the main bit of the podcast where we talk about your emotional playlist so again this is where we build that emotional perfect playlist for yourself so we've already obviously you've already seen them um so yeah I wrote a little really quick just wrote a little (laughs) list I'm just gonna get it up because I'm one of those people you can ask me something about song names or whatever and I just like my brain goes blank oh I'm the same I'm I'm the same but I'll I'll hear the song and I'll know all the lyrics but if someone's oh sing me that song (laughs) no idea if I don't hear it um, so everybody has the same questions bar one and obviously your kind of unique one will be quite you know, straightforward when we get to that point. Um, so the first song of any, when anyone puts together a playlist, you always want to start it with a banger. You want to start with a really upbeat to kind of get that playlist going. So when obviously so this one is your happy song, so when you're in a good mood or potentially you want to get in a good mood, what's kind of, well, before we pick your song, kind of what style of music would you go to to kind of put you in that in that happy mindset, in that happy place, so to speak? Um, I would like songs that are like, it has to be something uplifting in it, whether it's a melody, whether it, like, there has, there's like certain feelings I get in music and there's sort of like, yeah, an uplifting feeling where you think that you can like achieve anything when you hear it and you feel good. That's kind of my go-to. Um, maybe probably more like, it could be any style of music, really, but it might lean more onto the sort of happy side, pop, like maybe like indie pop rock. <laughs> yeah, I think. No, I agree. Is there is there an artist in mind that, and maybe this will lead into the song choice, but is there an artist in mind that if you just want a, you know, that guarantees will put a smile on your face? Um, I probably is the artist that I've chosen the song, the band that I've chosen the song from, and that is The Strokes. I just feel like every time I listen to The Strokes, I just it's that kind of like it's just fun, and I love Julian Casablanca's voice, and it's just sort of got that throwaway kind of like coolness, but it's also quite I find it uplifting. Yeah. So obviously you've already teased it's The Strokes, but what stro- uh, Strokes yeah. song have you picked? I've picked You Only Live Once. Nice. That's a really, really good tune. Yeah, I like that tune a lot. It always makes me happy. When it comes out now, I'm always like, it reminds me of a good time when I was um, in my sort of early 20s. And um, yeah, just it makes me excited. Nice. I I mean, that's a very, very good opener. Um, the next one is kind of inspired. So obviously inspired, that's a really kind of big term. Obviously there's many different ways you can think about being inspired, whether it's obviously in your case, you know, for songwriting or kind of other projects you have or just a personal kind of inspiration. Um, before again, we kind of pick the song, kind of what what music would you tend to lean towards if you were trying to inspire yourself? Well, it's changed over the years. Um, 
you know, it depends what I'm trying to inspire myself for. But I think a lot recently I've been making my own, my own music outside of my band and it's totally different sound to my band. And it's a whole other world where I'm trying to tap into a part of my brain that um, is different to how I write in Blubber Shoes. And so I've been listening to a lot of more singer songwritery songs where they're like just songs written on an acoustic guitar where they're just like written beginning to end and it's like personal personal lyrics and stuff like that um and so I've been listening to a lot of people like I really like Angel Olsen um I've been listening to like Beck I've always loved Beck and I really like his records that are a little bit more cinematic um and I love uh Elliot Smith I love um trying to think who else this is where my brain goes mad um yeah just like anything that's kind of intimate maybe and heartfelt and that's because just at the moment that's what's been inspiring me to sort of write my own songs so following on from something you just said then do you find it easier to write a blood red shoe song compared to a, a solo song uh yeah only because it's like a whole different well for me whereas blubber shoes we've been doing it a long time and steve and i work we know how to work together quite fast it's still like hard and we've been making an ep the last few weeks and like it seems easier we think it's going to be easy and then it's like well i don't know no it is kind of it's like we still care about it so much that it's you know take work but it's easier to sort of just go straight in and and get an idea out whereas doing my own solo stuff I'm trying to do it differently I'm trying to make it not I'm trying to just do a whole different genre of music so it is a little bit more challenging but I quite like a challenge yeah and you you listed some bands that you've been listening to recently for your own stuff but for the new Blood Red Trees album what what music have you been listening to to kind of inspire you in that in that mindset or has it been very similar to to your own stuff yeah well, we made a record like last year and a big influence that I was listening to a lot and was um, Depeche Mode. Oh, cool. And that kind of era of music. Um, the sort of 80s sound, like Tears of Fears, um, which I do, I, re- I realise how much I really love that kind of stuff. Um, who else was we listening to? What's that song? Um, oh, fuck, I always forget the name. Um Oh god, I can't. I have it on my phone. I can actually look it up. Um, yeah, but I started listening to that kind of stuff, like a bit more industrial, a bit more eighties sounding, and that's been quite a big influence um, to Blubber Shoes of recent, which would be maybe surprising to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so going on to your song pick for the inspiration songs, the second track of the playlist. Um, what song have you chosen for this one? I've chosen Rose Parade by Elliot Smith. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, it's really hard to choose songs by Elliot Smith because I love so many of them for different reasons. But I do think I listen to that one a lot. And, um, yeah, it just reminds me of... It's like there's an actual parade that goes on in, in, um, I think it's Pasadena. And... There's just, yeah, I don't know. It it brings a lot of imagery into my mind when I listen to that song and... I just find all of his songs super inspiring and lyrically, like, I try and tap into that way of thinking because it's totally different again to how I normally write and it's been really helpful. But I just think that he's got something that 
no one could ever really recreate it. And he just got, he's just magic. His songs are magic. Yeah, I, I've, I've, my brother used to listen to a lot of him and like Rufus Rainwright and that kind of stuff when we were growing up. And mm. I've, I've never seen Elliot Smith live, but um, have did you have you seen him live or? No, I wasn't actually a fan until about five years ago. Like, I knew of him and everything, and I knew he was probably really good. But I just thought I'm gonna I, I, once before I go into that sort of world, I need to just like wait because I just felt like I'm gonna I'm gonna waste quite not waste but I'm gonna spend quite a lot of my life <laughs> I don't know sometimes as an artist like I was talking about this earlier about like someone like Bob Dylan or someone I haven't actually touched on their catalogue it's like I need a time in my life where I'm prepared to go in and like really go in and that's what I felt like Elliot Smith so I waited ages before I went in and then I went in and I was just like well I've never come out it was <laughs> it it's like oh shit I'm in now <laughs> and um <laughs> and so that's what happened so yeah no I didn't ever see him um yeah I was a bit late to the train on, on the Ellis Smith thing but I'm really glad because it's something exciting later on that I can get into yeah so you're someone that when you commit to things you both feet in you can't when you're saying about waiting for the right yeah. time to listen yeah I'm one of those people oh, <laughs> I'm the same um okay that's, that's again second great song um and again i really love that song um so the third track in this one is kind of tailored obviously to you um and i'm sure this one when i kind of decided this question i thought this one's going to be super hard <laughs> for you to for you to pick um but i suppose obviously where you've got a co-presenter obviously with your podcast um this one is kind of from your personal choice a song mm. from a band that's featured on the podcast that you just absolutely adore um and whether you just want people to know this song or whether it's just a song that you think, you, you know, that's from a new choice. Because um, you've had so many great people so far on the pod. I'm sure it's super hard. I mean, when I was looking, when I was writing this question, I was thinking about the episodes I've listened to. I was like, I don't know how you're going to pick. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's really hard. Um, I, I've i decided because Jeff Barrow is not, that episode doesn't come out next week. I thought it was, probably would be a... Um, Porter's head song but because it's not out till next week I thought okay I'm gonna take him out of the equation and so I've chosen um a Mark Lanigan song which is um the grave the grave diggers song which was on one of his sort of solo albums that came out I don't know when it came out now but probably god I don't know I feel like when it when it came out we were definitely like in the midst of touring because I remember listening to it in the van and I really like that song. I think it, it, there's just something about the sound. Well, I love the sound of his voice, but I just really like the vibe of it. And um, when we did the interview with him, he we asked him what his most proud record is, like all the record he loves the most that he's made. And he actually said that record. And oh, cool. I was really chuffed because I was like, I really like that record. And um, yeah, and I really love that song. So cool. that's why I chose it. It's a very enough again. A very, I'm I'm really in love with this playlist. That's a great song. Um, okay, every playlist then has a down moment. You can't just be consistently mm. high bangers one after another. So this is your sad one. Um, so again, kind of with ha uh, happy, kind of talk about before we pick the song. Obviously, talk about the type of music you listen to. Obviously, when you're feeling a bit blue, which is fine. Um, or kind of a way that we've been describing it. I suppose COVID friendly question is a song that kind of gives you that hug that you can't have at the moment from someone else that kind of warm comforting song i suppose um so yeah. before we talk about your song pick 
when you are, you know, everybody has those days where you're feeling low. It's totally obviously fine to do that and to feel that way. Um, what what kind of stylings of music would you kind of lean towards when you are having those low days? Well, I there's like certain songs that make me feel like when I'm sad like, or, or like sad songs that I listen to. But when I'm actually sad myself, I can't really go too far into that because okay. it would make me worse. <laughs> <laughs> So I normally pick songs that are like kind of sad, but they're like got some triumph and like feeling in them. Something where like, you know, maybe it's some kind of aggression or some kind of, uh, no, like, I don't know, a feeling of like, it's going to be okay. And like, just, I can't explain it. It's like, I know this is what the podcast is about because it is about like the feelings that you get. But I definitely, it's like, I can't go too sad in terms of like the sound of the song. It has to be, kind of have a melancholy in it but have a triumph feeling like a triumphant feeling yeah i get that because obviously you don't want to feel sad forever (laughs) so you don't want your song to send you into an absolute pit of despair um Mm. so having that uplifting part of it makes total sense um when Mm. when you do listen to that you know those type of songs do you have a certain place that you will kind of listen listen to that style of music are you someone who do you have a certain armchair do you take yourself for a walk put your headphones in um Mm. do you listen to it in bed like where where would be your kind of go-to go-to place for that for that kind of sad song i usually go for a walk and i listen on my headphones because i think really with music like i always want to be engrossed in it so i'm either listening to it walking with my headphones on the train or something or in my car I that's where I that's where I do it really I find it hard just having it on while I'm doing stuff I need to be like really sort of in it nice (laughs) (laughs) um okay so what what song would you what what's your song pick for this one I've chosen this song because it's not been out that long um but I really love it I feel like it's kind of sad in a weird way but it's also kind of angry and I like that about it. And um, it's by Big Thief. It's called Not. Oh, cool. I don't know that one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's good. Nice. Um, it's real good. <laughs> I will need to check that one out. Um, great. Okay. Two more to go um, on the home stretch. Um, so this one is kind of the finale track of the playlist, so to speak. But I know there's one after this. Um, so this one is kind of the last scene of your movie. The curtains are about mm. to close the end credits it's that kind of big dramatic song that you want to kind of play it out <laughs> what's uh what kind of what song would you pick there or what i suppose initially the question should be kind of what what style of music would you go to is there a certain record certain style and then obviously your song pick after that as well whenever i think of that kind of thing end credits or like anything that's like try like um the big finale whatever my bloody valentine just comes to mind and i think because Loveless is probably my favourite album of all time, because I think From Front to Back is a perfect album. Um, And my favourite song is Soon, and I think, so for me, there's only one song that could be, and that's Soon. That's really cool. My Bloody Valentine. (laughs) Would that also be, um, just I asked, because the last guest um, added this in, would that be the song played at your funeral as well? Um, I don't know. I've never actually thought about what song I'd like in my... My funeral, but um, possibly, yeah, because I feel like it's got that kind of end feeling, but it's also, again, it's got like a weird, it's got like kind of an uplifting sense to it. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great pick. 
Um, and then the last song of the playlist um, is the honourable mention, um, where songs that nearly made the cut for any of the above. Um, so kind of before we pick the song choice, like what, what other bands were in consideration um, for kind of any of the uh, any of the previous choices? Um, I think definitely idols were in there because of the podcast thing. And I, I really like that. Um, so my voice is talking back at me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really like this song by them. It's my favourite one. Uh, I just never remember the names. Samaritans. Oh, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, I really love that song. Um, so that was something I thought about. And then I thought about Radiohead as well, because I'm a big Radiohead fan. And I thought about maybe that being an inspiring song, because I listen to Radiohead a lot. And then um, Nine Inch Nails as well, because that's just been a soundtrack for my band for years. <laughs> What's your favourite uh, Nine Inch? What's your go-to Nine Inch Nails album? With Teeth, I think. Yeah, I've always been a downward spiral boy. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it too, but I I definitely listen to With Teeth. In my, in my so what song are we picking for the honourable mention? What would be your go-to? Um, I think I was going to pick Beck, um, all, it, all In Your Mind. Oh, nice. Because that, that was going to be maybe um, like my sad song. But yeah, I chose Big Thief, not instead. But yeah, I mean, I love all Beck's eras, really. But I do like when he kind of has that slight old country slash cinematic style. Yeah, was it? Did he do? Again, the same review with names. But was it Sea Sea Change? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I always yeah, loved that album. Um, yeah. I thought, again, from start to back, I thought that album was pretty perfect in terms of that style of music, mm. Beck. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I loved that one. Um, cool. Well, thank you. I mean, that's a really great playlist. Um, a couple of tracks that I don't know, so for me to go away and, and listen to. Um, cool. And obviously, when your episode's out, we'll share this playlist, and then hopefully um, people can listen to them and help them with different emotions and help them get inspired for different projects. Um, that's cool doesn't have to be music related um, obviously music can help inspire in so many different ways um, and yeah thank you so much for, for coming on you're welcome thanks for having me you're welcome cool thank you very much you're welcome